What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod. My website is march4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to check out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. <clears throat> had to clear my throat a little bit. I, I was working my way through that one. You ever take a sip of something and it just it just hits a little bit different? Just a little bit in the back of your larynx. And uh, I had a little I had a little spot that was like, yeep. And I just I made it through there before I got a little cough out. <clears throat> I'm a goofball, folks. But uh but yeah, man, I'm uh I'm really excited to give you guys another episode. Thank you once again for listening. I'm not short of my thank yous. I was raised to be a gentleman and uh humbly though, and, and seriously, I, I truly appreciate Everybody who checks out the show, especially if this is your your first time listening, welcome aboard the pirate ship. And by the way, quick aside, when I say that, that is a nod to the all-time classic and one of my all-time favorite movies, The Goonies. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing, man? You got to watch The Goonies. It's been out since 85. What are you doing? But it's a classic, man. And, and at the end of the movie, the guy says, uh, it appears to be some sort of pirate ship. So that's why I say that. I just say pirate ship because, you know, we're just out here kicking out episodes, man, unsullied by any type of influence, just me and a microphone and my goofy self and all y'all who who check out the show and share it, man. So I truly appreciate everybody checking it out. Recently eclipsed 100 episodes, so that's a that's a cool milestone, and I'm not saying that to, to pat myself on the back, but it really is cool to be able to connect with people in a positive way and see the show grow little by little over these last few years, man. I've, I've gotten to connect with so many awesome creators business owners, colleagues, and friends of mine, and uh, it's it's been cool to have a, a, just a positive voice out here in the sea of podcasts, man. Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of negativity in media, and I don't necessarily mean in the in the podcast space, but just in the media at large. And there's a lot of division going on in the world. And whatever I can do in my little corner of the world to leave behind a positive ripple effect, I'm going to do. And that might sound cheesy to some people, but that's what I'm out here trying to do, man. Not only with this show, but just how I carry myself as a dude and how I live my daily life, man. I just want to go through and hopefully leave behind a positive imprint for all the people who knew me. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do with this show. So it's been cool to see it grow, um, you know, and to see positive content get some shine. I really appreciate it. So thank you to you all for any of you who take the time to like and subscribe, who follow me on Instagram, who take the time to tell a friend to tell a friend about the show leave a rating and review on, on services like Spotify and Apple. All those things go a really long way in helping the show get out to more people and putting people on to new music maybe that they weren't aware of before, putting people on to, to stories that hopefully inspire them to chase their dreams in their daily lives, man. So that's what it's all about, man. And uh, I'm just I'm just really excited to keep this thing going. So genuinely, thank you for joining. And uh, speaking of artists and putting people on to music, man, uh, the guys that I have on the show this week, I'm not going to pontificate too much in the beginning because we had such a great conversation, but the guys that, that I have on the show this week, y'all, are are two guys that I have a lot of respect for. One of them has been on the show multiple times over the years. He's a talented, kind, 
down-to-earth dude. We've become friends. And I consider the other guy a new friend from having him on this show. Those gentlemen are none other than Mark Rosenfeld and Frankie Galoni of the band Bury the Darkness out of Arizona. These guys, man, if you love headbanging, you are going to love their stuff. Um, they recently announced that they went over one million street one mil one million one million. That's a new unit of measure. <laughs> I was doing good, y'all. I'm not going to edit and delete though, man. Uh, but they recently went over one million. There we go, Mikey. Streams across all platforms for their music. They announced that a few months back. And uh, like I said, Mark's been on the show numerous times over the years, and uh, he's just a humble cat, really talented guitarist, and Frankie. Um, as you guys will hear in this episode, is a new addition to Bury the Darkness as their vocalist, and the dude has some pipes, man. He's a talented musician in his own right, and I don't want to give too much away, but he's been working with Bury the Darkness, and um, the way this all came about with this lineup change, it was really something, uh, it was something that I didn't even know about, and then Mark hit me up, and I started seeing the posts on socials, uh, and they also welcomed a new guitarist into the band, shout out Brendan Davis. Um, so they've got some stuff cooking, man, and if you haven't heard their latest single, Obey, it is a straight-up banger, as the kids say. Um, in all seriousness, man, I love it, and I've been fortunate enough to hear their other new material as well, and, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, Mark is a friend, and I consider Frankie a new friend and a great dude, but, uh, you know, what what they have cooking, you guys, is really awesome material. If you are into heavy music, if you're into metalcore, if you're into... You know, just just headbanging in general. There's so many genres, man. But if you're into if you're into heavy music, heavy vocals, inspiring music, uh, these guys are right up your alley, man. I believe this is their fifth single. Obey came out on April seventh, and I'm pretty sure, if my memory serves me right, that it's the fifth single from Bury the Darkness, and it slays, man. Um, it's already got over forty one thousand streams on Spotify alone. That's a service that I carry, so. I'm not sure what the total numbers are across all uh, across all platforms at this point since it came out at the beginning of April, but uh, it's it's doing doing really well right now. And uh, these guys just 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 you know they deserve all their roses, man. And I'm I'm really excited for them as an up and coming band in the scene to be making a name for themselves. Suffocate did really well as well. That was the previous single that came out uh, before Obey um, and before Frankie was in the band. And so in this conversation, you guys are going to hear about that. You're going to hear about his transition from being a guy that worked on a production level to becoming their vocalist. And uh, we talk about Brendan as well. We talk about the new music uh, that's forthcoming and um, just have a great conversation about persevering, overcoming, and uh, new beginnings, man. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Mark Rosenfeld and Frankie Galoni of the band Bury the Darkness. Here it is. <laughs> Well, Mark, Frankie, thanks again, dudes, for for taking the time to do this. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. I, I was, uh, you know, really thankful, Mark, that uh, you graciously sent me um, the single before it came out, and uh, I, I think it's sick. So I'm excited that by the time this this comes out, everybody will have had a chance to digest it for a little over a month, come mid May. But thanks for joining me, dudes. Happy to be here, Mike. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's just start right off the jump. Uh, I know, I know there's some new members, Frankie. I know um, just from, from having Mark on a couple of times over the years and us getting to know each other and uh, that, that you've worked with the band 
uh, previously as far as recording and stuff, right? But um, now you're the singer. So let's just start there and talk about just this new lineup with 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 Barry the Darkness and and how this all came together. Yeah, I mean it was it was a wild random ride, you know. I for me, like my my musical background, um, I I've you know been a guitarist since I was five, you know. So like that's always that's always been my role in any band or anything I've ever done is like, oh I'm the guitarist, you know, like and like I write songs and stuff, you know. So it when I first met the band, like they were in a, a a spot where they just kind of needed like guidance and like a big brother kind of to help like you know help them maneuver the industry i'd been doing it um for quite a long time at that point too i've been doing it about 10 years now and it's it it's not it, it can be so scary when you don't have like legs under you you know and so when i met these guys like i it was right at covid i think had just been announced and like everything's shutting down. I, I was working at the time, um, for Matt good. And we were recording, um, we were working on an asking, uh, Alexander, asking Alexandria record and some singles and stuff for Hyrule the hero. And I just remember like one day got a text and it's like, Hey, we're closing the studio. Like, you know, we're not doing anything like COVID this and that. And I just remember thinking like, man, I just signed a lease at this studio down the street so I could like do the editing and be faster. And like, you know, we can have a faster turnaround and stuff. Like I'm stuck in this lease. What am I going to do? You know? And so I thought like, all right, like, I mean, I've got my gear. I've got like all the the stuff. Like I, I guess I'll like set up there still, you know, and use it. Right. And the, the landlord, um, who's a buddy of, of ours, mutual friend, he was working with the band at the time and recording them. And he primarily uh, would like work in like rap, trap, hip hop, stuff like that, you know? And so for him to be doing like a metal, it was just kind of, um, I think it was like a little rougher than they would have liked it to be. And so he ended up just kind of thinking like, all right, like it's a no brainer, man. Like you've worked with these bands, you, you, you do metal, like, you know what you're doing. Like, I, I want to like send these guys to you, you know, like, and I remember like the first day they came in, I was all nervous, you know, because for me, it was like, I'd never done this on my own. I'd always worked under Matt or, or, you know, just done like favors for friends and stuff, you know? And so for me, it was just like, okay, like I, I I'm good. We're going to find out if I can wear the pants, you know, like if I can do this. And I met the guys and I showed them um, some stuff I was working on and they were really into it, man. And so they kind of had a little meeting to themselves and, they uh, came in and they asked if, if they, you know, if I would be willing to like work with them and, and stuff. And so we ended up doing break me. And I just remember, uh, you know, not really having any expectations of it. I just wanted them to have like a good song that they could, you know, like start their journey with, you know what I mean? So when they came in and we did break me, um, it was a really easy, smooth process. I mean, like, I don't think that the, I know Mark had had some studio experience before then, but I don't think any of the members at the time had been in a studio or, or that kind of environment, that creative, like, I guess, palace really, you know? And for me, it was like, I'm nervous. Cause I don't know, you know, I don't know if I can do this by myself and, and 
I'm sure these guys are nervous because, you know, they heard, heard that I did these things and, you know, like I, you, you can't, you don't really have control how other people talk about you, you know, good or bad. Right. So like, I didn't know what expectations they had for me. It was like, all right, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do, do my best. Right. And so we ended up doing break me and then they were, they were just at that point, they were too new, you know, they didn't like understand like release and all that stuff. And so I remember just like, like it was like two days before the song was going to drop. And I remember being like, Hey, what are you guys doing? Like roll out, like, you know, and then it was like, Mark was like, what's that? You know? And so I explained it to him. And then next thing I know, he's jumping and doing all these different things that like, you know, learning how to do it you know he kind of got thrown into the fire a little bit because he you know it's like oh the song comes out in two days and we haven't done anything we were just gonna yeah. post it on youtube right and, you know i'm like no you can't do that you can't just do that you know and and mark really took it up on himself to like weigh the waters of how the industry actually works you know it it it, it was a uh i'm sure a, a rude awakening right <laughs> you know but when when that song got released and, and started gaining traction, it was, it was such a breath of fresh air for me. Cause it, it was like, all right, like the band, the, the song's done. The, 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 the guys are out of the studio. Like they love it. They had a great time. Like I, I must've done a good job, you know, like that, that made me feel really good. And I wanted to keep, you know, just working with them and kind of almost like a, a, a development, yeah. you know, kind of capacity where it's like, uh, I know I'm here for the long run. You know what I mean? Certainly, I'm not, yeah. not just gonna, you know, yeah, here's your songs done. Now go do what you're going to do. You know, like I was, I, I felt responsible <laughs> to kind of, you know, lay the path down for them a little bit as much as I could and, and help them get, you know, on their way. And um, we had done break me. And, and then I think we did Dominant Dominant Dominant. forgotten after that and got the dropout King feature and, yeah, we had the DOK boys in and I ended up doing a lot more work for them after that too. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we did gone from, but not forgotten. And then we released a res, a cover of, um, someone else. Yeah. Someone else. Yeah. And like, I just remember thinking to myself, like, just feeling genuinely overall, like good about what I was doing, because like, you could say like, yeah, I benefited because I got paid. Right. But I really didn't, you know what I mean? Like I, I spent, <laughs> I spent years with these guys, like working on the same songs, you know, we're teaching and, and this and that. And like, I, I had been used to working with artists that like are big label touring artists, like asking and, and that. So, you know, like those guys come in and they do the thing and get out of, get out of the studio, you know, and these guys for being as new as they were, like they came in and, you know, we, we pounded it out and rocked it. And then it, it, it came down to like around this time last year, I ended up um, losing my studio. Um, I had the owner of the property that we were leasing from, he sold the building and didn't tell anybody, didn't tell the tenants or no one. And so we had 20 days to move everything out. And basically I had 20 days to find a new studio, move everything into it. And, and, you know, like, it's almost impossible to do that out here it, you know um and the, the rent prices were increasing like crazy so like i was paying let's say if i was paying 500 at this spot you know the same exact room size is going for 780 now over here down the street and you know so i, I kind of had to close up shop and um i ended up kind of you know 
telling the guys, I'm like, Hey, you guys should go work with Ryan. Um, our, my buddy, Ryan Damonson. Um, I've worked with him for the last 10 years, like all the stuff I did in my previous band and, you know, him and Matt taught me how to record and produce and do the whole nine. So it seemed like a no brainer for me to just tell them, Hey, like you're in good hands with him. I know that 100% go, you know, let's, let's go do this with him. And so we went in and did suffocate with Ryan and, um, and that, that song ended up being awesome and, and, uh, did really well. Yeah, it did really well, like, uh, release wise. And, and then it, it, for me at that point in time, I was kind of floating, you know, I was like, oh, I just lost my studio. I'm not in a band. Like, I don't really know what, what I'm doing or what to do. You know, I felt so lost, you know? And so I started a, uh, an, uh, an audio company where I design and manufacture uh, like vintage style recording studio equipment and like guitar pedals and stuff like that. And that kind of held me over throughout that like lull of like, well, I don't really know who I am anymore. Cause I'm not, I'm obviously not recording, you know, like it, I kind of wrapped way too much of myself into what I was doing. And then when it stopped, I ended up just being totally lost, you know, like I felt like a failure. I'm like, Oh man, like I couldn't like, finish the stuff I was working on like I lost my studio like you know like it, it was just a weird time and and so we went in and did break or not break we went in and did got uh suff- suffocate and after we released that song um the guys had been having some like creative differences with uh their old their previous vocalist Jared and I've worked with him obviously for years you know so I, I remember Mark called me and, and he told me like they were having some creative differences and some issues. And, and, you know, I just remember like telling him like, you've got to make that work out. Like that's your singer, man. You can't like, it's the most important thing, right? Like you have to make this work. You have to. And he, they were, he was like, all right, you know, like we're going to like, you know, we just, it's just super weird. Like the situation they were in, you know? And and then like what two days later a, a day like, like a week like later. a week later mark calls me i think the band was with you right yeah. yeah he calls the band calls me and i'm like what's up guys what's going on you know and they're like hey dude here's here like like i think you said are you sitting down or something like that he's like we we're having too too many differences with jared uh we're gonna be dismissing him and we want you to come in and and yeah. and do the thing take over you know and for me i'm like dude i immediately was like nah bro i'm not a singer not like that's funny you know <laughs> i don't know how to sing dude i don't know how to do any of that shit like i'm a guitarist songwriter producer whatever yeah singer i don't know about that you know i'd never tried to do that's- it you know i had worked with like danny and like all these other like working on their vocal like stems and, and edits and doing all that stuff like i i learned like what the technique should sound like and like what you should be hearing from those guys, you know, working on their stuff. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's no other feeling of like hearing an isolated lead vocal in the studio. You you get that real personal, like feeling when you're, when you're editing vocals and just from doing that so much, I think it really helped kind of pound it into my head. Like that's what this should sound like, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so when we went in, I remember telling them like, dudes, like, I guess like, yeah, I'll try, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot at least, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna turn you guys down. Like, I, I, of course, everyone wants to be a rock star, right? You know, I had already had a taste of that being in my previous band and, and you know, 
doing like national tours, things like that. So it was like, it was super weird. It just felt strange, but I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll try. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then we ended up going into the, the studio with uh, some buddies of ours um, from dead. And we ended up cutting some vocals uh, over a song that they had been working on with those guys. And I guess I did a good job because I'm here now, you know, I just, at the time I was so, it was so much self-doubt and just like, you're, it's almost like driving a car for the first time, you know, you, you, you know, technically how you should drive a car, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you know, you're going to be good or bad at it. And so when I went in, it was like a full room, the fucking control room is packed. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The control room is packed full of people. People are coming in and out, you know, and I'm in there trying to sing for the first time, you know, and, I, I eventually like kind of thought like push it all away man just go for it dude do it you know like you're you're playing too much to do it and ended up like just kind of going for it really and not holding back and then next thing I know that I come out of the booth and everyone's like stoked you know and I'm like oh wow you know I was expecting a letdown you know like sorry man like it's just not working out you know I I, I was expecting the, the complete opposite you know because I just was so just in my own head about it you know and the uh the feeling I had when it was like wow okay like I think I can do this you know like it was just like it was it was a a very like hot and cold feeling because like the hot of it being like oh man like this is awesome dude I had no idea I could do this like man like this is so cool and then the the cold of it was like wow, man, there's so much work I've got to do now. <laughs> you know, I've got to, I've got to learn how to do this like physically. Right. And, and for long-term and like going between screaming uh, for a full verse, you know, into a singing chorus is not as easy as you think, you know, and there's like a lot that I learned just from that session that we did. And then a couple weeks or maybe it was like a month after that we ended up going back into the studio with Ryan uh and we did um dead inside. we did dead inside the, the uh the first song um that we ended up actually like doing full on with me as the singer and um I had had some riffs written for a couple of years you know because when when COVID hit uh, I think it was it was early 2020 um the band I was in at my mercy um we like we were about to go on this big tour and all this stuff was going on. And we just kind of ended up disbanding. Uh, it was just a really weird situation and um, love all those dudes, you know, it, it was no ill or anything like that. It just ended up kind of happening that way. Although unfortunately a lot of other bands that I know that were great out here. I mean, amazing bands out here, just no more, you know? And so I, 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 I that's when I turned, even more so into the, like the recording side of stuff. And so like just remembering all the stuff I had done with my previous band, that's kind of how I helped like get these guys to a point where they were kind of up and walking around, you know? And for me, like when, when we went and did dead inside and we left the studio and we got our mix back, I just remember thinking to myself, like, wow, that's so crazy. Like, there's no way that's you, you know, like you, you, it's such a weird feeling, you know, to not know you can do something. And then like, turns out, you know, like you try it on a whim and then, wow, it actually was okay. Like that's, that's really, you know, a wild feeling. And then we ended up uh, 
thinking to ourselves a little later down the line, like, you know, we were going to throw a bunch of, of capital at the release for that song. And we, we had other things in mind. Uh, we ended up changing our minds completely and uh, going and doing a completely different thing, which um, is awesome yeah. that we were able to do that. You know I mean? I 100% wholeheartedly believe like you are a reflection of the people around you, you know, and I've been able to be surrounded by amazing industry professionals and, and just people at the top of their game, you know, and it, 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 to me, it was a wake up call when Ryan was like, yeah, this sounds good. Like, I did not know you could do this. I'm really surprised, you know, like to get that kind of like a nod from someone that you've been looking up to for all those years. It was just so strange, you know, cause I had always been like, all right, like, you know, it'd be awesome to be a front man. It'd be awesome to be a vocalist. Like I'd love to, you know, be Ronnie Radke. Right. Like that's like, was a big dream of mine. Like, like I said, warp tour, like I want to do that, you know? And so like with, when they asked me and I thought like, all right, like this is my chance to, you know, maybe get my foot in the door. And we did, we did um, dead inside and ended up going on and um, doing a, a whole new project with it. And it was awesome. So, Frank, you know, Frankie's always been the guiding light for the band and, you know, a kind of an angel sent down. Cause when we met him, we were like deer in the headlights, brand new spanking band. And he really guided us to where we are today. So when we were having issues with our previous vocalist and needing to make a change, I remembered Frankie did a bunch of demos back in the day where he would put vocals on it. He, his goal was like, definitely not to be a vocalist, but I was like, dude, your screams sound really good. Like, I think you can do this. And if anyone would be new in the band, we definitely wanted Frankie because he was already like the unofficial member. He was like the fifth Beatles. So we like, he believed in us back in the day. And this was like something I really thought I was like, he gave us a chance. So it's cool to be able to give him that chance when he was lost in the industry. He didn't know where his place was. We were like, dude, that we, this is your home. We kind of brought him back into the realm because like <clears> you said, he was our producer. He was, we were doing everything. I saw this guy literally every day for years of my life. And then when the studio, he lost the studio Obviously we had to, you know, we, we couldn't put everything on hold. We still had to make music or else there wouldn't be a band anymore. So it was cool to be able to find him a new position, bring him on board officially. And just the product is next level. It's definitely the stuff we have now is some of the best works I think we've ever had. And this is a, it's just, you know, this band is a family. So it's just very cool. I'm very proud of what we've been able to do in this new era. And a lot of really, really dope stuff is coming soon. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you guys sharing all that, man, because, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think for me and, and Mark, I, we've, we've talked about like anxiety and things on this podcast and each of us, I mean, like anybody we've, we've been through stuff on our own, right? Like I remember the first time we talked was when you were talking about, you know, the, the loss of your grandpa and, how that played into gone, but not forgotten. And, um, and, and then you guys went through things and, and bury the darkness, right? You had a new drummer. You guys went through that. I remember that search. Um, so then when I saw that, you know, when you had messaged me and we've stayed in touch, but like when you messaged me, it was like, Hey, we, we've got a new singer. And then I saw it was Frankie. I was like, Oh word. You know, cause I remember like, 
I remember that you guys had been working with him. And then I thought, okay, maybe, you know, obviously something happened, like, right? So I'm like, oh, you know, and, and that was the first thing I was like, God, I hope there wasn't, you know, like band drama. And maybe he just, uh, you know, because people get to that place where they're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do music anymore, that kind of thing. And I've talked to enough bands over the years, like, um, and in fact, I've got an episode coming out, it'll be out by the time, by the time uh, this is out, but where they had a guitarist just leave and it and it seemed like from the post that they did about it like it was amicable it was amicable but um he was on the podcast that we did together so it happens right it happens in bands it's very rare that um the version of the band that you start with is the is the band that exists today you know even if you look at Metallica right you know um Rob Trujillo's been in the band i think longer now than jason newstead was in the band you know what i mean which yeah. is crazy because i'm 35 and it's like i love jason too but it's just that just goes to show you like one of the biggest if not the biggest metal band ever doesn't have the same lineup that they had you know back in the day you know minus obviously cliff's untimely death i digress but but so yeah i i um i'm sorry to hear that you know that there were creative differences but I, i'm glad that you guys were able to bring Frankie into the fold, like you said, knowing that um, you had the history together. He had helped you guys establish yourself as a band, um, and it's cool when you know you can you can do it. Um, and and that's the thing. It's like so much of the things in my life that I've been afraid to do. There's usually two things that happen. It's like once you do it, you're like, okay, that wasn't as scary as my mind told me it was going to be, and then you're like, oh. Like maybe I have something with this. That's the first time I got behind a mic broadcasting, doing like high school games and stuff. I I had been a written, you know, like print journalism. I never wanted to get on camera or behind a microphone because my mind, I catastrophize. I went to the worst thing. I'm like, I'm right. gonna vomit. I'm gonna have right. a panic attack, uh, and then I'm gonna be a viral YouTube clip that's gonna get played <laughs> on Tosh. <laughs> I'm not gonna have a broadcasting career. You know, it'll just be me me puking. And then and then you do it, and you're like, okay. Like I, I can do this. I can talk to people and, and then this podcast started and then here I am over a decade later talking to you guys, man. So, so yeah, I'm glad uh, it's a long way of saying, I'm glad that it worked out and that, uh, that you're the singer now, man. And and again, um, by the time this is out, people have already been able to digest, obey. But um, when I listened to it, I was just like, man, like there there was anger and emotion in it and um, also just really, really, really good musicianship. Like genuinely, I, I think it's, a, it's a great, I think it's a great um, like next step for bury the darkness, you know? Cause again, I've, I've Mark, I think we first talked, gosh, like two and a half years ago. So it's crazy how time flies, but seeing the progression from break me to the stuff you guys are doing now, it's really awesome. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. We're really, really stoked on it. And, the musicianship it shows really with all of these singles that have come. And I really feel like we've progressed every single time and it's, I'm just so super proud of what we've been able to do. Like I said, which we've in the very beginning, we're in it for the long haul. We're, we're here to stay and whatever we have to do to, to keep growing and to get stronger every single time we will do. And we were just super proud of all this new stuff. Obey came very, very naturally. Um, it was actually, it was the last song we did and we were all, we we're all super stoked on it. The lyrics, they all mean something to each of us differently. And we kept it kind of open-ended because 
obviously the song will be out by the time this is out, you know, it's an anti-authority anthem. So if that's, you know, if your kids struggling with your parents, your teachers, or you're at anybody like, you know, trying to tell you, you can't do something, you know, it's just our kind of way of being like, no, we we're doing this because we've all had that stuff of people telling us, Oh, you're going to be a rock star. Good luck with that. Go to college, go get a job, you know, get a, get a salary, be comfortable. We don't want that. We know this is our dream. We know it. We believe in ourselves. So it's kind of, you know, this is our anti-authority anthem. We kind of took us, we kind of knew this is kind of a path that we don't know what may happen because obviously we might get some flack from it or, you know, people might take it the wrong way, but this is something that it means something it's very special to all of us. And we're so excited to share it with the world and debut Frankie. And then Brennan as the second guitarist, that was, we've been holding on to all of this since about right after suffocate. Um, like so October, October, pretty much we've had all this. It's been like six months in the works of planning and photo shoots and writing and recording (laughs) everything. So it's super cool to reemerge and, you know, we're stronger than ever. We really are. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask you guys. So the timeline of this, um, it was, it was around October when this started to come to fruition as far as like Frankie being the singer. Yeah. Right. It honestly was even before stuff. We were having issues, creative differences, just, you know, ego's a bitch, man. So, you know, when you're in a band, it's a relationship with, you know, it's hard enough to be in a relationship with one person. And when you're with a band, you know, you gotta, you, you, you gotta be a team. And when someone, someone doesn't want to play and be a part of a team, you know, you've got to make a collective decision. And to be honest, I was really scared because, you know, vocals are, you know, the most important thing, in my opinion, you know, you can have a great song instrumentally, but if the vocals aren't there, it's not going to take off. doesn't matter how good the song is. So I was scared, but we're still new enough that we had to make a decision and we had to do it now. So we ended up making that decision and I tried to stop him. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie, I did. I told him, dude, he called me the first time they <laughs> called me. I was like, that's a bad idea, dude. You need to make it work. Like, I don't care if you have to grin and bear it. That's your singer. You have to make it work. Like you can't either. You need to like the band dies and you start a new band or, you know, like I just, it didn't ever occur to me, right. <laughs> that this guy was plotting, you and know, I believed and, in Frankie in the beginning and to convince this guy. I mean, I've been telling this guy for years now. I was like, you're going to be in this band someday. He's like, nah, nah, nah. Cause I was trying to get him in as a second guitarist. Cause he's a great asset to a to a team like i love this guy with my whole heart and it ended up working out that i've heard him saying like he did some you know when we were working <laughs> on the EP, awful tiktoks back in the day yeah. <laughs> but you know it just worked out really naturally when he went in to go track some stuff one of like you know we were with the, the dead guys and all of us are like great dudes by yeah, the way looking at looking at each other we're just like all right like when you're giving the other guy a call, like this is, you know, so it just worked out really, really naturally. And I'm really glad to have Frankie officially a part of the band now. And the music just shows like, we're so, so stoked to get this out. there. Yeah. I, for me, like I've done, I've got, I think like a 24 song catalog from my previous band. And like, 
doing it then is way different than doing it now. Like <laughs> being in a band in 2019, drastically different than being in a band in 23, you know, it, uh, for me, it was like a learning curve of like how the industry is, has adapted and changed over, you know, three or four years. Like as a producer, it, it basically stays the same for you that whole period of time. You know, you don't have to worry about publishing or, or, you know, fucking touring none of that stuff TikTok. right you, you're, you you get to worry about sitting in your nice padded chair and being a nerd you know and you know for me it was like okay wow like the playing field is not as level as it used to be you know i've got to i've got to really get my bearings here and and uh you know i've got to be a vocalist i've got to be a, a, a front man i've got to you know kind of be that version of myself that i wanted to be when i was you know i think it was i was like 14 uh and like 2012 warp tour you know like looking and looking up and seeing ronnie and jackie and derek and and you know the whole those guys just crushed that warp tour and knowing where you know some of those members of their past being checkered and stuff like for me it was like all right now i have to i have to do that and be that for for these guys and for myself and you know for me it was just like okay i i i now have to admit that i don't know a damn thing about how the industry is now because like we have way more short form content being fed out to people that you know the the days of like doing all these um just long playthroughs or, or it, it doesn't affect as it like it used to you know there's no um pull anymore when it comes to people wanting to like watch yeah you know attention spans have dropped yeah, it's, um it's all short term you know 30 45 seconds three minutes i feel like tops even you can tell in songs like songs used to be five four minutes seven long. minutes metallica's got you know like now it's like pop radios you're pretty much at like two minutes and 30 seconds now yeah like crazy I mean, it used to be like three minutes you know and yeah now there's a lot of two two and a half minutes yeah all right it makes me like it makes my stomach hurt because <laughs> like i and and it's a great idea. Hear me out. Right. You write a banging song, a banging melody, freaking awesome. Make it really short. People have to keep replaying it a bunch. You get way more streams, you know? And like, I understand that. I'm not saying that's what everyone's doing, but I mean, like it just hurts my stomach knowing that like, man, like this song would be amazing if only they had, you know, put a bridge and another chorus or whatever. Like, you know, you can definitely tell like you're getting yeah. older. Cause then yeah. I feel like I sound like my parents. I'm yeah. like back yeah. in my day. <laughs> That's this how, how we did it, you yeah. know? So that's how I felt when I joined. I was like, <laughs> well, we've got to do this, this, and that. And it's like, nah, dude, we don't have to do that anymore. Like it's, <laughs> it's completely different, you know? And I'm like, is anything the same? You know, I'm like, like, I'm like we're getting you on TikTok, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how algorithms work. Like I, I even think about that with this, with this podcast. Like I, I always feel like I could be doing more. I should be doing more, but I'm like, man, people doing like, like daily content just to stay fresh in people's heads. I'm like, I don't even know what I would say every day. Like I just did something yesterday. Cause I thought, I thought it was cool. I saw this dude do a video of like, um, like all the different bands. Like this is the, this is the first band that I fell in love with. This is the band that I discovered recently. And like, you know, I, again, like I told you guys before we officially hit record, like my computer's super old, so I don't have Adobe or anything. Like I use audacity to, um, to do the, the putting the podcast together. And it sounds, it sounds good for what I'm doing. And I've got my, my little mixing board and everything like for a caveman, like me, it works, you know what I mean? Before right, I yeah. up and start doing video stuff. 
But I was like, well, I was like, I, you know, I don't want to just make the same thing that somebody else makes. I was like, I have, I have like a pretty rad t-shirt collection over the years from all the bands that I like, maybe I could do something like that where like, I just put my phone up and I like show the t-shirts as each one of them goes by. Like this, this is the band that got me into heavy music. And it was like Metallica. And this is the band that I love is T live. And it was this kill switch shirt. And, and, um, but it's crazy, you know? And like, I've had, um, I've had, uh, Joe Lana on here, the the cowboy drummer, you know, and his oh, yeah, followers, cool. even in the last year since I've come on, who, who, who drummer from Dropout Kings, like he's super great guy. Again, you know, had had you know some difficult things he went through, you know, several years ago with addiction, and then lost his father, who was a great drummer in his own right. And like, you know, but one of the things that he told me was like, just don't quit, like just keep going, and like yeah. that's such a big component of chasing your dreams, whatever whatever they are, is like just don't stop. There's so many people who stop, you know what I mean? And or never start the rest of your life going. Like, what if? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, I'm, you know. So I think it's finding that balance between like like you said, content creation, but at the end of the day. Uh, you know, again, not to like name drop, but I, I, I watch music stuff all the time because I love this stuff and music interviews and stuff. And um, Mark from Blink was even saying it's about the song. Like at the end of the day, it's always going to be about the song. It doesn't matter if you're from Phoenix or you're from Uganda or, yeah. you know, Bolt, Bolt from my Valentine is from, I think, Wales. It's like if you're if you're good, like it'll 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 get out there. But then the second piece of that, like you were talking about earlier, Frankie, is like there has to be a release strategy, you know, how are you going to promote this? Um, so that's even stuff that I'm kind of learning as a, as a podcaster too. It's like, how do you, you know, you feel like what you're doing is is the right thing as far as the content you're making, but so much of it too, I think is the marketing and how you put it out there. You know what I mean? You, For sure. You can write the best song ever, but no one will know if they can't, if they don't hear it, you know? So, yeah, you know, producer you know you got to make the song but obviously marketing is not gonna if the song's not good or if just the product's not good marketing's not gonna do anything but if the product's good like if you don't market it and you know you need both of them together and yeah when when break me ended up coming out i you know i'd never run ads before i didn't do anything like that i was i had some plan like we had uh we made a distro kit we were gonna get it on spotify all that and talking with Frank, he's like, well, dude, like, are you going to do a video with it? And like, you know, do a video, have that. And then I was just watching YouTube videos about, you know, music marketing and strategies and how to run ads on Facebook and Google ads and, you know, Instagram. So I was just, yeah, I got thrown the, you know, in the chair and I was like, all right, I just stayed up for like three nights pretty much for the release, just watching YouTube videos, learning, going through, making like mock-up campaigns and, we literally had a $500 budget for break me and all of a sudden it just starts popping off. And that really gave me, I was like, like, all right, I guess this, you know, it worked. And that really showed me what I had, you know, my, that gave me my role in the band and gave Frankie really the confidence as a producer that'd be like, cause that song, like that was our first song. That was his like first solo song doing it on his own. And we got that on like FM radio. That was on like, you know, being spun all the wrong. It was beaten out like yeah. Gojira. It like beat out, yeah. Like it was pretty much. It was killing it in Columbus, Ohio, on ninety nine seven The Blitz. So all that kind of stuff, and that really gave so much life and spark into both of our careers. 
And now those careers, like they were always side by side, but now they've merged into one. So, but it's crazy, man. Marketing is so, so important. Pretty much our, you know, we're spending what we created, like we're spending pretty much four to five times what we spend to make the record on like promoting it because we truly believe in this. We're independent still. No one's, no one's given us any money to do it. Like we're putting all out of pocket. We all truly believe in our product and we're all putting our money where our mouth is. And like, mark my words, this, this record will be heard by like the top of the industry. We will make sure we do whatever we can to do that. So we're here to, you know, we're here to make a name for ourselves. Well, and again, I don't, I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag other than to say, I, uh, I may or may not have heard uh, some additional material and I really enjoyed it. And I think people are going to really like it. Um, but um, allegedly may or may not, I may have heard some stuff, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I, it's, it inspires me, man, to see, um, to see your guys's trajectory. And and again, just to hear about at the end of the day, it's about the vibe and like other artists that I've talked to, to about that. It's, it's, it's very true, man. Like you can be really talented, but if you're, if you're, you know, if if you don't get along with people or there's things going on, like it makes it really difficult to make it, to make it work. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that, um, you guys are in a situation where, you know, you, you have, you know, a vibe that it's like, okay, like everybody's on the same page. We're going to, we're going to keep this, keep this train going. Cause it is tough. Like you said, Frankie, when you change singers, man, like it's, you know, like it's, that's, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Um, like I love bad wolves. They went through it. Um, you know, even Alice and chains coming back yeah. after, you know, after Lane Staley died, man, like, you know, um, like that's, those are huge shoes to fill. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough, man. But at the same time, it's like, at the end of the day, if you're still really writing great songs and the vibe and the band is great, that's, that's the most important thing. Um, and at, at the end of the day too, like you guys were talking about with the songs getting shorter and stuff and people's attention spans, I do think the cream still rises to the top in terms of, again, if it's a really good song and you put the work in to market it, people are going to listen to it. Um, and even if you look at heavy music, like we were talking before we officially hit record about Lauren Ashore going on tour with uh, Mastodon and Gojira um, and the doors that they're probably opening for other bands in that in that scene you look at a band like spirit box who blew up during the pandemic um i've been on a really big sleep token wave lately they came on my radar and they're doing like this thing where it's like they're wearing masks and it's not like horror influence like slipknot but they kind of have that thing like like slipknot and ghost where it's like their identities are concealed Mm. but then they have like this like r&b like poppy element and then they'll go into like a breakdown and you're like what is this and and so i hope i hope at the end of the day that it's that still inspires you know bands and artists to to do their own thing because um that's one thing i hope doesn't happen with like ai algorithms it's like well oh we you know we can't make a four minute banger we gotta like cut out two or three sections because the algorithm will maybe say otherwise because right. at the end of the day there's always going to be those bands that break the mold you know what i mean um but get, granted what do i know i'm not a musician what the hell do i know but um but when i there's see what's going on them, you music, it. like you know there's there's bands outside of i guess you would say that i would consider um 
more palatable box that are still really, really popular because they have that, they, they kind of carved out their own lane. You know what I mean? Look what Bring Me the Horizon did. I mean, they, they, yeah. every record is different, you know? And yeah. They, they leaned into it even more when people started giving them shit. They just dove headfirst into it. They were like, doing you know synth stuff instead of the, like, instead of heavy on guitars, like doing more synths and all that. Yeah, Cause what you know, was it? Semp Eternal? Was that the one that really changed? Uh, yeah, so Sempaternal was like, um, they're, I guess, I mean, I guess like numbers wise, I guess, yeah, that's like their biggest record. Uh, well, maybe not now, but back then, like it was. And Sempaternal, like being what it was, was just like this perfect mix of like metalcore and just like amazing programming you know and I, I think on the record they did before that they had programming and stuff and they were kind of really starting to get into it and you know now where they're at is just they've just taken off man I mean like it's uh it's crazy seeing because I saw I saw them live in 13 on the Sempaternal tour cycle and it was amazing I mean they were amazing you know and, and then we just saw them recently um on uh this this cycle that they're on right now and they were even better now i mean like i mean yeah there's more of a, a production happening right like obviously as you get bigger your budget gets bigger and you can actually have some fun on, on stage you know but the uh to me and i think that was the show too like we were all together at the show and yeah i think we were like screaming along with the songs and shit and it was a great time we knocked loose there too knocked loose was amazing man that was a crazy but, show yeah dude. that was fun that was like right when i'm pretty sure you were you joined the band but it wasn't announced yet obviously but no i don't i don't think i i think so we did that after that show because okay. that show I, I don't remember who it was but someone was like man like i heard you screaming like with the songs like it sounded great dude you know I think that like the the trajectory of a band though I don't think it can really be measured w- by any sort of like metric system you know because it's all subjective like yeah. Yeah. that that record like if they would have said all right like yeah let's go back to heavy you know like chances are right they probably wouldn't be as big as they are now you know like heavy unfortunately like isn't easily palatable to the the general population you know so like right being being able to take like uh like bring me as an example like being able to take what you love and then like kind of breathing a new life into it because like when we're writing a song or working on a song like there's not always going to be programming you know happening like right off the gate so you'll be working on like the bare bones of the song and then like it's a whole it's like another level of like creativity you get when you get to kind of sit there and nerd out and just program like synths and, and strings and, and choir and all that stuff and like impacts all of that like it really does change the song it gives it a new identity and for us like having bands like bring me really kind of change the disrupt the water so to speak like with you know what is and what isn't considered you know popular right um it it's really cool because you get to actually you know do the things that some people might be like oh that's like extra crap you don't need that like you know ah the song would be better without all that fluff you know well it's not fluff it's it's music you know like if i mute the drums guitars bass and vocals and you listen to the programming it's a whole nother song in in, in and of itself you know and 
being able to like to circle back like being able to have that creative creative freedom um is amazing because bands like bring me and 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 um you know like even metallica like bands like that really changed what the status quo is you know and now i think music like in our genres is better for it because you know all the snobs that are like yeah it's got pop pop metal elites you know like those guys now they're finding themselves like oh man i really love ammo i love that record like you know like there's a lot of 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 that that i found where you know you're gonna you're gonna run into people that are just straight up elitists and 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 you know they don't they only want that thing and you know some bands like for example in the i think like 70s 80s and 90s one hit wonders like the mtv you have a song it blows up you know um like and then people expect that same thing from you over and over again you know so like and and with us like we don't want to be one of those bands where you're like pigeonholed into a genre or whatever right so with with the stuff we've been working on we really approached it with the mindset of like creative freedom you know we had you know obviously keeping things in mind like okay well uh, radio or or you know playlisting all that stuff like we didn't go into the studio thinking, yeah, we're going to write a couple radio songs and a couple heavy songs and a pop song. We, you know, we went in there like we're going to work, you know, what, what what we get out of it is, is what it is, you know, and we were able to like have fun with it. I've we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I've I've been in sessions where you're, you're working and, you know, you might be like six hours into the session and you're just dead. There's no like energy or it's just a remedial job at that point. You're just kind of, you know, punching keys and editing and stuff. And with this uh, project, it's been very um, free, freeing. You know, we I'm not I don't think there was one time where we didn't feel like we could say something, you know, like, oh, this would be cool there. And like for me, I've been working with Ryan for, like I said, better part of 10 years. And he taught me how to produce and record him and Matt Good. And so, you know, I had full, I basically took my producer hat off and, you know, kind of slid it under the couch and let him take, take the reins. And then when it came to like the mix down, um, I was able to kind of step in and like him and I were able to go through and just do it together. And so I still, I still scratched that producer itch, you know, the, (laughs) on on that side of stuff but like we went in there and like with our our next release coming up obey um it i mean you've heard it so you know it's it's a pretty diverse it's got a lot of diverse things going on in it you know we've got parts that are just a completely different genre black metal yeah you know like and and for us to be able to have that freedom you know it's awesome because you're not you're not this legacy band that is kind of stuck in, in, in one particular genre or thing. Right. Like I, for me, I mean, I personally love load and reload. I think St. Anger is a great record too. You know, like is it my favorite? No, but I think it's a great record. It, it was a necessary record. And, but like with, with how things are nowadays, it's easier to do things like that, to make a change like that or a switch up, you know, and 
yeah. bury the darkness up until this point has had a lot of like heavy riffage and just melodic like programming and, and some industrial uh stuff and it's 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 a, it's a lot of that and then some now you know like we've and now being in the band too it's there's is almost like another creative door that's been opened up and unlocked you know because you're you go from thinking about it subjectively as like a producer um when you're a producer you're going back and forth between being a listener and and obviously a producer so to be fully removed from that and just be able to be creative like it was a whole nother thing i never really experienced other than being in my previous band as a guitarist you know so like those those bands that really kind of broke that mold um are a reason that like we're able to do what we do and i think a lot of the bands in our, our scene understand that and you know there's there's a lot of that elitist mentality uh, i sent one of i sent a song to a friend of mine and you know he told me he was like song's amazing not my style you know and it's not not everything you do is going to be the thing for everyone right but it it feels good to have the creative control and freedoms to you know write what you want write what feels good it's a lot of feel this 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 product like it's been a lot of feeling it not just you know kind of robotic movements doing it it's more like yeah we didn't have like a label or saying hey we need 40 minutes of this we yeah. want this you know we just went in we're like this we like this. This is cool. We're having fun. And that's really what it should be. We were the creativity. There's no limited creativity. We went in there. We came out with a product we're super proud of. People have been stoked about it. Everyone that we've, you know, shown it to very, very good feedback. And that's really cool. Cause I mean, we came out, we're like, we had fun. We're like, we're like, it's, we know it's good, but like, it's like, wow. You know, it's like, did we even work? <laughs> you know, like you don't know. I mean, obviously we won't know until it's released and we even hear like the mass uh, like opinion on it, but <coughs> in our hearts, we know we had fun doing it. We're proud of this product and it's been getting a good response so far. So I'm really excited <coughs> to, you know, share the art, you know, in the end of the day, this is our art and we're just excited to share it with the world. Well, before we wrap it up and thanks again, fellas for taking the time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, so as far as the 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 music that you're putting out, like how long did it take to to record everything? I mean, did you did you have stuff that was already worked on instrumentally before Frankie joined? Were you guys coming up with stuff in the room? Like that period between like October-ish to now, um, what was that creative process like once Frankie was a singer? So um, I had had some songs um, just, I, you know, you get that itch, you write a song, you know, I wasn't in a band or anything. So I just kind of put it in a Dropbox folder and kind of, you know, out of sight, out of mind, forgot about it. And, um, we, that song ended up becoming dead inside. Um, and, uh, we had like something like 30 something. Yeah. Demos. We came into the studio with 30 demos. Uh, we left and only two of those 30 we went with, we decided like, let's just write new stuff. You know, it was like, some of those demos were, three, four, five years old, you know, some of them I've been stuff that I'd been doing in my previous band, you know, and it was just, uh, it was just better to have something to come in there with, you know, um, rather than not. And so you don't want to show up. Yeah, empty-handed. We, we came in there over, over a one month period. Yeah. yeah we, we basically booked Ryan's studio out for a month. Um, 
and we just went to work every day, every day. <laughs> we were there um, battling illness and, you know, some people getting sick. Yeah. Someone was always in there, but yeah, man, we, we busted it out. It was a team effort. Everyone contributed. We all came, ended up with the product we liked, but yeah, we came in with a bunch of demos, like pretty sure only one of them ended up one or two of them. Yeah. We were all like, you know, this is stuff we did a couple of years ago. Imagine what we can do now. So we put ourselves, you know, really to the test, came up with it. And pretty much we, it ended up being a thing by the time people like the music was done. We started writing lyrics by the time like someone could come in and like Frankie would come in and be like, okay, we wrote all these lyrics. And then he'd be like, cool. And then he'd come in. He's like, yeah, hey, I've been writing these lyrics at work today. Let's try this. It was a, you know, everyone contributed. Everyone really stepped up to the plate. Frankie for being his like debut vocal performance of like now he's singing on these tracks. He, you know, did everything, all the necessary like stuff. He never like went like said, Hey, I can't do this anymore. Oh, it's been, you know, he put himself to the test and, you know, I he definitely showed up to the fucking, to, to the game. So we're all, you know, we all worked our asses off in that one month, but you know, we're so proud of it. Yeah some of it was rough too for me just kind of being so new to that role you know being a vocalist like I've spent years <laughs> in studios man and it's 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 so much more like I've been a client in a studio and I've been the producer in the studio and it's so different when uh, it's a little kind of it's different when you're in a role you've never been in and you know you can't see what the guys if they're laughing at you or what they're saying or what they're commenting on so you, you just kind of isolate yourself into a, a headspace of like well I'm just gonna do it you know I'm just going to do it and I hope it's good you know and it, for me I was very like nervous that I, it was gonna take me a long time to get the takes or it was gonna it was so fast man like I, I I definitely accredit that to working with all the singers I've worked with in the past because I I think if I hadn't had those experiences and, and helped coach some of the singers I've worked with I wouldn't have been able to mentally coach myself to yeah. you know do that and really actually deliver it and there was there was one time in particular like they like they were cracking up about a joke in the in the control room and I'm in the booth thinking they're laughing at me and so I just got pissed and then ended up fucking delivering one of the craziest vocal lines on the record you know and they came out and they're all like bro that was sick like i'm like yeah you guys suck man i heard you guys laughing at me they're like no dude we weren't laughing at you man i'm like oh all right <laughs> you know like but it's like it's really cool to have uh band members that that are supportive man you know like my last band they were all supportive members everyone was cool but when when you're new at this i mean let alone that I'd never done this before, had no idea I could sing. I knew I could scream a little bit, but, you know, knowing that, Hey, those guys in that room right there, like they really believe in you, man. Like having band members like that, uh, that will literally kind of hold you up when you have no, no strength. It, it, it was very rewarding because there were times where I thought to myself, like, God, man, like I'm not, I don't sound like my favorite singer, you know, so like, I'm not good. Right. And that I was struggling with that for a while. It's like hearing myself. I'm like, man, I, I'm not a, like, I don't, I don't like it. You know, it doesn't, it's not, I'm not hearing like all my favorite singers. Right. Like you really, 
put yourself in a box when you're doing something for the first time because you're like oh man like I really want to sound like this but I ended up finding my voice you know and, and eventually I was like wow like after having everyone tell me like 20 times like man this is amazing this is awesome dude like and you didn't you didn't know you could do this like I, I started to kind of you know let go of that um feeling of like yeah they're just being nice you know like it I've really started to believe like wow man like you can do it and these guys are, are there for you and having that support system was so important because I you know I, I couldn't imagine if I didn't have the guys there and Ryan to help you know coach me and I definitely don't think I would have ended up like being a singer on my own outside of this like happening so it was really nice to have band members that were supportive and like really believed in me when I didn't believe in myself you know and like it's been a lot of that with these guys and me because like I didn't there was a period of time we were working on one of the songs or we just finished I called Mark and like, yeah, I'm closing the studio, man. Like, you know, I'd like, I was having really bad, like imposter syndrome, you know, and like you're the, you don't feel like you're the guy doing it. You know what I mean? So it's, they, they kind of, you know, slapped me around a bit and was like, don't be stupid, man. Like you're being stupid. And I, I dealt with that a little bit in the studio and Ryan and, and the guys were just very supportive. And I, I know that I wouldn't have been able to like deliver the takes as quick as I did or give like the, the attention to it that it needed. If, if I didn't have the guys there to really back me up and believe in me when I was having like doubtful moments, you know, and the rec, like what we did, um, <clears throat> I'm extremely proud of. And I'm, I'm, I, uh, I definitely feel a new sense of, a. Uh, like holding my head high, you know, because I had always thought I had always been kind of judgy with, with vocalists and singers and, and stuff, you know, like not in like a negative way, but just like, like, yeah, I don't really like like that. It's not, you know, and it really humbled me <laughs> to be the one who's like, I'm picking apart myself. You know, it was really an experience. I'd never had anything like that before, you know, and then um, fast forward till now, it, it's just been an amazing process of, of, you know, brotherhood, you know, actually like having something that we've created together that is bigger than us, you know, and being able to connect with all the people that I've connected with in music and in the last like 10 years is just like, it's been a blessing. And when meeting these guys was one of those blessings, you know, like I just, I remember thinking to myself, like they looked up at me with these, these tiny wide eyes all open and just like, you know, like they were just born kind of thing. And I just remember thinking like, oh man, like <laughs> these poor guys, like I've got to help them, you know, like, and now they helped me, you know, they, they, I was very lost. I will admit like it wasn't something that um, I could admit to myself at that point, but I was definitely like just kind of existing, you know, I, I hadn't, it, it had been months since I had been behind a console or anything like that so it was just like very refreshing to all of a sudden out of nowhere have this happen you know and so um i i really enjoy doing stuff like this like doing the podcast and like actually talking with people and making um like memories and and connecting with fans like when i was in my old band uh we were on this like big tour and 
this like four-year-old kid came up and asked me for an autograph and he was like you guys are my favorite like this you know he's like this kid just and I'm like thinking to myself like man like I really hope this kid gets to do this someday I really hope that like the influence that we have is is going to help create carbon copies of like us you know like those those it's when the bug bites you yeah you know? yeah so you know you want to do it and you got to go for it yeah man well, fellas, I'm excited for you. Um, the last thing I'll ask you, and thanks again so much for doing this. A um, couple of quick things. Um, you mentioned you have you have management now, so you're you're independent, but you're working with somebody as far as like the trajectory of you know putting out new music. Obviously, obeys out. Um, by the time this episode gets out to people, people have been able to chew on it for six weeks. So. Uh, I'm sure the streams and everything are going to be awesome, but um, just talk to me a little bit about maybe if you, if you can, whatever you can about who you're working with, as far as that is concerned. And then in addition to that, you know, you guys are in the, in the Phoenix area in Arizona, obviously there's been a lot of awesome activity out of that scene. Mark, we talked about the dudes and dead before and how great they've been. And I know working with burned alive clothing, um, you guys have obviously collaborated with, with dropout Kings in the past, like, um, talk to me about what it's like to have sort of that collective there too, as well, and have that support system. Yeah. The Arizona is, it's really a melting pot of there's so much good talent in here and it's a fantastic scene and so many cool people that are re- willing to help, you know, people don't really have that mentality of, you know, the competition, obviously we're all trying to do it, but there's enough room for everybody to eat dropout kings like they've had tremendous success this past year they got their new album coming out it's a fantastic record um i've been lucky to hear some snippets of it great guys bill he's doing like everyone's killing it um another band out here archetypes collide they just dropped the record with fearless they're super cool guys too jared their guitar player we'll talk on instagram they're killing it um, the dead guys, they, they have this whole studio now, Alex and Kyle, Joe, Matt, like they're all super nice guys. They've helped us a lot. They've taught us a lot of really important stuff. Alex has helped us with burned alive clothing. He's helped us with our Barry the darkness merch designs. Um, we've been working again with Andy glass from we came as Romans when they came out here, um, on tour back in like February or January he invited um, Brennan and I on the bus. We were taking shots of tequila, just talking about, you know, just the hospitality of people. Like he didn't have to do that. He could have just been like, yo, thank you. know, thanks for coming to the show. He, he is such a sweetheart. Andy is phenomenal. Can't say enough nice things about that guy. And so we're doing some stuff with him right now with um, Barry the Darkness. We have some really cool management now that saw potential, you know, we, we started talking with them at the end of last year and they heard all of our new stuff coming up and they are really stoked. So we have two managers right now, Tim and Bill. They've been nothing but great so far. They're really working hard to get us where we need to be. And it's a great team, man. I'm really, really stoked about everyone that we have on our team. I can't say enough nice things about them. Like everyone's here for the best interest of the band and you know, they want us to eat. They, we want them to eat. Like we all want to come up together and it's really cool, man. We've been blessed. We, there's no yeah. other way to say it. And basically everyone that like we're working with, they're all our friends too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, if, if it was someone that I've known for years or they've known for years, or, you know, like there's like, you've got Hannah, she does all, a lot, all, a lot of our like digital stuff, like our, yeah. our 
scratches and, and post stuff and you know like there's like ryan yeah ryan obviously i mean so there, yeah, yeah. everyone out here as i mean we've just all kind of grew up together you know so it's it's really cool now to like all our friends are killing it all our I friends mean, are absolutely like killing it you know there's like like i think hannah works on like huge release yeah. stuff for like big labels and you know like there's like ryan kills it he's out you know doing like national bands and stuff and, and he's an amazing golfer too yeah oh yeah <laughs> people be, be but yeah yeah we're just stoked man like hannah left right she's awesome she does all of our social stuff visualizers lyric videos ryan damonson he's like a guitar god a production god man is a vocal editing like the man has everything and then an amazing golfer super blessed to be able to work with him and then you know the dead guys dropout kings super sweethearts um you know we're just blessed man Andy. everybody that we've been able to work with can't say enough nice things about them so we just have a real we're blessed to have a really great team and you know tight-knit team yeah, yeah. everybody is you know that's one thing that like i think we're lucky um is that we have a team of people that we have that are our friends too you yeah. know friends first and foremost like it, we care about them and they care about us and there's more of just like, a, you know, I'm getting paid to do this. Like they have, they want to see us succeed just like we want to see them succeed. Like we're all our biggest fans, you know, so. Well, I think that's a great place to end it, dudes. Mark, Frankie, thanks again so much for doing this. Um, obviously, Mark, you and I go back and Frankie, I, I know at one point we started following each other on Instagram and stuff too. And it's it's uh, it's cool to hear yeah. that uh, even before this, that you've checked out the podcast, man, that genuinely means a lot. Like I, I really really enjoy doing these and, and trying to bring people together and put them on to whether it's, you know, new bands they haven't heard of before, or just, you know, not even to sound self-righteous, but I really try to use my platform to give space for, for people to listen to stories about like perseverance and moving forward. Cause I think sometimes people, especially the last couple of years, even me, you know, you get isolated, you spend time alone, you're working from home, whatever, and you get in your own head about things. And I think it's good for people to hear content where, they understand that there's other people in the same boat. It might not be the same story. It might not be the same state, totally different situations, but we can all relate to like, like you said, maybe feeling like imposter syndrome, like, Oh man, can I really sing? Or yeah. even when we're doing this stuff, you know, like, I, like I, sometimes I'll look at other podcasts that, you know, people who have more downloads or listens or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I can't worry about that. I just got to focus on the product and what I'm doing and put these conversations out. So, so it means a lot when I come across other good people like you guys, man, and I'm genuinely stoked for you. Um, I really enjoyed what I heard and uh, I know a lot of other people are going to enjoy it as well. And I'm not just saying that it, it came out really great. Um, I think the flow of, of what you guys put together came out really great too, man. Cause I think, especially when you, when you put together an entire release, you know um, it, it's a great listen. So I'll just leave it at that. Cause I don't want to let too much out. Um, but for people who aren't aware of you guys, once again, thanks again, but let them know where they can find you out there. Yeah, so we're on Instagram at Bury the Darkness, Facebook, Bury the Darkness, Twitter, Bury Darkness, TikTok, Bury the Darkness, websites, burythedarkness.com. So, or you can just Google Bury the Darkness and all of our Spotify, everything will pop up there, social links where you can find our music. We're on every single platform and just, you know, truly appreciate everyone that takes the time out of their day and listens to our music or listens to our story. Like, that's a, it's the coolest thing in the world. There's no other way. Like 
I hope to meet every single one of you. I really hope when we're playing a show sometime in a city, wherever they live, and they come up and be like, I listened to you guys on March 4th with Mike Baum, and like, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, man. Me too. Like, and I, I can't wait to see you guys live too and, and eventually meet you dudes in person, man. There's, there's, uh, uh, several, several friendships and stuff that, that I've, I've made and, and people that I stay in touch with on the show. And it's all, and it's, it's been one of the positive things of social media, man, is getting to meet cool people like you guys. But, uh, I look forward to the day it's in person. Um, but yeah, dudes, thank you for staying like an hour longer than what I had to schedule for it. But, uh, it was great talking with you. It's always a pleasure, Mark. And Frankie, it's good to officially meet you, man. And, and again, like I said, I, I look forward to meeting you dudes in person sooner rather than later, yeah. man. Yeah, we're definitely, when we hit Nashville, bro, we're we're going out. We're having a good time together. Yeah. So, I mean, let me know. Yeah. I mean, bro, thanks for having us. You do, really. you do, you do important work. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're covering big bands and, and, and small, small bands. And that really helps list that really helps get new listeners to those smaller bands, you know, and like for those bands like us who don't really have like a big voice, you know, things like what you're doing uh, really helps. It really does. And then, you know, everyone always wants to feel like a rock star, right. But there's nothing more rock star than interviews. Right. I mean, that's, you're, you're kind of, it's, it's, it's cool to be able to actually do something like this and, and, and be on, be on with someone that's like cool and like-minded and that actually, you know, is interested in what the band's, are doing you know I, I told frank i was like mike does his homework i still remember the first time we did a podcast together i was like i was like shocked because the first interview like the first podcast i ever did was with you and i was like blown away and then we talked for like <clears throat> close to like three hours i remember like we really bonded on that time and i've always you know i think of you as a friend my guy so you know just blessed that we we're able to meet each other through doing what we love there's nothing more special than that so. yeah true yeah, for sure, man. And I really appreciate the kind words and, and right back at you, dudes. You know, that's what's cool about this too. And like, you know, if I ever if I ever got to like a a level of like a Jose Mangan or like a, you know, uh a Jesse or like a, you know, or even like a, a Rogan, some of these giant podcasts out there, I still always want to be a haven for for independent artists too, because it's so it's so important to give people a voice, you know, because whether like at some point in time, you know, Metallica was playing a, you know, a dingy club in San Francisco and nobody knew who they were. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and like, I, you know, I think about like, even, even when I first got on an Instagram and I had like, like 98 followers or something and half of them were people that I knew. And you think about that, you go, Oh, you know, somebody going to look at this and be like, this dude's got a podcast. There's like 4 million people with podcasts. So it's a mutual respect thing or like I'm, I'm appreciative when people take the time to talk to me, but it's always one of those things, like no matter how big this gets, um, you know, I, I always want to be a place where whether it's a band that's coming out with their first single or it's a band or an artist that's done, you know, multi-platinum albums and toured the world, like everybody's voice is, is equally important because everybody starts somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's got to remember your roots. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's mutual, man. Like um, being able to, to have a lot of the independent artists on here that, that want the opportunity to talk about their, their music is cool. Um, And even a couple of times where I haven't heard back from people or, you know, I I shot my shot with some, some, some people and it didn't work out. I don't take it personally because I get it too. They have busy schedules and God only knows how many interview requests, but 
but yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, I want people to have a good time when they come on the show too, man. So it's cool when, when people come on and they enjoy talking with me, you know what I mean? Um, so thank you for the kind words. And yeah, I look at, look at both you dudes as friends, man, Frankie, we're, we're new friends now, man, but, uh, Absolutely, but yeah, dude, I hope you guys have a, uh, a great rest of the, uh, of the night. Thanks again for, for doing it kind of early ish out there. Cause I know sometimes I sleep till like 10 on the weekend. So I'm like, Oh, I hope it's not too asking too much if they do it at 11, but uh, this has been fun fellas. And I'm excited to put this one out, man. Thank you, man. We've yeah, been looking so forward much. to it all week. So we're really stoked. You know, anytime I get to, you know, catch up with you, I, I wish, you know, we got to do it more. So we do even if, like, obviously not even in, we just got to, you know, keep in, keep in touch, you know, so. Yeah, man, for sure. Hit me up, hit me up whenever, man, you know, just to shoot the breeze or whatever you're, you know, any music you're listening to or whatever, just to, just to hit me up, man, for sure. Hell yeah, bro. Well, really appreciate you again, man. Like we really, you know, you're always one of our go-to guys. So much love to you, man. Righty dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with guitarist Mark Rosenfeld and vocalist Frankie Galoni of Bury the Darkness out of Arizona. Make sure you go follow these guys on Instagram at Bury the Darkness. You can follow Frankie on Instagram at Frankie Galoni, and that is spelled G H I L O N I. And you can follow Mark on Instagram at Mark Rosenfeld, and that is Mark with a C. The links to all of their stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode so just scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description hit those links and go follow and support my dudes and bury the darkness you will not be disappointed especially if you love metal and heavy music once again their latest single obey is out everywhere available where you get your music it truly is a banger i love the lyrics i love the chorus excuse me got a little frog in my throat i love the musicianship and like i said at the jump and i'm not saying this to brag but um I have had the opportunity, uh, thanks to Mark, to to listen to their new material in addition to Obey. And it truly is, in my opinion, some of their best work, man. It's some of my favorite riffs from Mark. Frankie is a monster behind the mic. And it's just really cool to hear the diver- excuse me the diversity that he has as a vocalist. And the lyrics on this album, it's a very... Um, I don't want to give too much away, but I'll just say, man, like the energy on this record is uh, is really awesome. And I can't wait till they unleash it to the world. I know that they just announced yesterday, as of this episode coming out, that their next single is going to be Paralyzed, which is also a really awesome track. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just really excited for what these guys have cooking. They truly are an up-and-coming band that y'all really need to be paying attention to, especially for those of you in the heavy music world, man, like me. If you if you love headbanging, um, if you love just, you know, emotionally charged music with inspiring lyrics, man, these guys uh, have, have a lot of really awesome stuff in uh in store for you so and it's just been cool man to see everything that's been coming out of arizona in particular uh in particular over the last few years man um i know bury the darkness uh, is close with the the guys in dead they've been making a lot of noise dropout kings just dropped their latest record recently which is an awesome listen front to back shout out to those dudes uh in addition to numerous others man like we talked about in in the conversation that we had like it's just really cool to see that there's something in the water down there in Zona, man, and, uh, you know, Bury the Darkness is, is making their name as well. And it's just really cool to see how this all came together with the additions of Frankie and, and Brennan in the band, man. Like, I'm just really excited for what they've got coming up. So once again, at Bury the Darkness on Instagram, 
at Frankie Galoni on Instagram and at Mark Rosenfeld on Instagram. And, and again, the links to all their stuff are going to be in the podcast description for this episode. So if you enjoy uh, heavy music, if you enjoyed what you heard just now with this conversation, please take the time to check them out. Please take the time to spread the word on this episode and tell people about what these guys are doing and get this conversation out to people, man. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, again, guys, it just, just goes to show you, man, like take the chance, right? Frankie talked in that conversation just about, you know, having the confidence to get, to get in there and just do his thing. And, uh, man, did he ever do his thing? Uh, again, this new material is fire with a capital F dude and, you know, 4,000 fire emojis. And, and I'm, I'm really proud of, of what he's done. And it's inspiring to me, man, to see, to see him again, uh, all the years that, that he spent with these guys working with the band and, you know, working with them on the production side and then to step into the front man role. That's, that's a huge leap. And, uh, I know it would probably make most of us scared, right? But, but that's what this show is all about is about persevering, moving forward. You know, we've talked about anxiety, on this show, I've been open about my struggles with it and with, you know, some obsessive compulsive tendencies that I have. And therapy has been a big help. Exercising is a huge help. Heavy music and music in general is a big help. And so I hope conversations like this really do inspire you guys to go out there and chase your dreams, man, for real. These guys are chasing their dreams. They're all in on Bury the Darkness and they should be. And and I think if you want to be great at anything, that's what you have to be, man. You You have to give all of your effort to it. 110%, you know, I'm not going to be cheesy, but it's true. You do. You really have to put in the hours and put in the work, you know, to, to be great at whatever it is that you do. And um, and I think it's key to, to take your work seriously, but not take yourself too seriously. You know what I mean? You got to have fun in the process too. Um, as I say that, this is like the 10th version of the close to this episode that I've recorded because I didn't like how I was doing it. So I can't sit here and be like, I'm not a perfectionist because I am. But at the same time, it's just it's just putting the time in to make sure everything sounds good, man. And uh, like I said, I'm just really proud of what these guys are doing. Um, they've they've got, excuse me, awesome new material. And uh, I, I can't wait for you guys to hear Paralyzed and continue to jam obey, man. Keep running those numbers up because, uh, excuse me, got another frog in my throat. I swear every time I record, it doesn't matter how many versions I do. I always get a little hiccupy. Um, but yeah, just, just run up the numbers on obey and, and there are other singles, man. Like, you know, just keep putting them out there in the world because, uh, you're going to hear their name. You're going to remember their name. And, uh, yeah, they just got a lot of fun stuff in store. So that's going to be a wrap on this week's episode, y'all. I want to say thanks again to Mark and Frankie for coming on the show. I love you dudes. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Please stay in touch. And uh, keep chasing your dreams, fellas. I'm I'm really excited for you. I'm proud of you, and uh, I'm just I'm just thankful that you guys came to my life as well, man. And um, it's it's cool when you meet cool people out here. And and I just I've said it many times on previous episodes on the show, but uh, you know I've been able to connect with a lot of really cool people through social media, and I think it just goes to show, you know, if you have positive intentions, you guys, and you and you have uh, a positive impact you want to, you want to make on the world, not from a self-righteous perspective, but just from being a good person and using whatever your gifts are to connect with people in a positive way, you will, you will come into contact with those people. And that's how I feel about Mark and Frankie. They're really, really great guys. And I'm just, again, I've, I've said it a hundred times, but I'm really jazzed for them, man. So, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at March 4th pod. Once again, my website is March 4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode as well. So if you want to learn more about me, if you want to connect with me, hit my link tree. Everything is a one-step shop right there. 
And uh, yeah, stay tuned, man. And, and if you did enjoy the episode, and, and once again, if you're a first time listener, thank you for hopping aboard the pirate ship. Please tell your friends. Take the time to like and subscribe. Leave a, a rating and a review. It goes a long way and help get these conversations out to more people so we can put more people on to bury the darkness, man. And then you'll be you'll be that kid. You'll be in you'll be in the crowd and and you'll tell somebody in between songs, you'll be like, yo, I heard about these dudes on the March 4th podcast years ago, man. So I'm happy y'all are here now, but I'm one of the first ones, okay? I was one of the first ones through the gate on Bury the Darkness, all right? So I'm an old school fan. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, remember where you heard them, all right? And like I say to close every episode, keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Mark and Frankie, this is the latest single from Bury the Darkness, Obey. Peace. Try to